Welcome to this special bonus mini-series that we've put together to talk about all nine types and how we respond to different times of stress and crisis. We're going to be explaining the arrows in some more detail. We're giving you some practical things you can do from today that will help you find freedom from some of these struggles. I'm Seth, I'm a creative and I'm from Adelaide. And I'm Serena, a coach and I live in Melbourne and we're excited to have you join us for The Nine Design. So the way this mini-series works is we've created these small bite-sized episodes that we want to share quickly with you guys so that you can have tangible, practical tools that you can put into practice right now. And this episode is all about Type 7s. So like the rest of the world, we have been in our houses for the better part of the last two months, if not longer for some people. Uh, I'm in Adelaide, Serena is in Melbourne, and we're recording this remotely. We are coming into the final stages of this strange situation that we're all finding ourselves in. In the near future, we will be entering into more freedoms, uh, things opening up again, getting back to kind of normal life. Serena and I have been able to reflect on some of the the feelings and frustrations and stresses that uh, we have all been feeling over the last few months. And we think it's really, really important to take some time to process that because when we're in survival mode, reflecting on our own lives and the way we are thinking on the inside is often very easy for us to push aside and we just act out of instinct or whatever it might be. And so it's really important for us to put this together to help you guys and us as well to think why are we behaving in this way? Why over the last month have these things been really frustrating or these particular actions coming out of me that I'm just not used to seeing? It's so important right now to remember that the any is a, an empathy tool. To have empathy for the different types of people that we find ourselves maybe in isolation with, to not assume we know what they're thinking, feeling, why they're doing the things that they're doing, but actually to have more grace and to extend that to the people around us. Even the people who we're seeing on Zoom all the time, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit Zoomed out, I don't know about you. So it's, um, it's helpful to go, well, it's actually some people don't mind being on Zoom for hours while others struggle with that. So there's just some new things that have popped up that is just not natural to the way we normally live. This raises a lot of different things in our lives and just to be mindful of the different lenses that we all wear, you know, that we see things yeah. in nine different ways. And so it's just really helpful to be reminded of that. Right. And we tend to assume you might know the people really well and we kind of know how they're going to act or know how we're going to act. And it's very easy for that to not happen the way we think, which then will cause more confusion and feelings that we might not be used to feeling. So... What we want to do is expand on arrows. You may remember in episode two, I mentioned that we're going to talk and add more colors in the future. We're just going to sketch it. Well, we're going to add some colors today about how arrows work and how we can pull good and uh, some unhealthy things from these arrows. So each type has these, these two arrows that connect them to other types around the Enneagram circle. So the arrows moving away from your number type is where you're borrowing some of the average to unhealthy behaviors from that type. 
And the arrow moving toward your number, it's actually borrowing some of the positive to healthy behaviors from the number it's come from. We can access all of these different behaviors and often people see the stress arrows, the type we move toward in stress as being a really negative thing. It's good to remember that it's actually giving us more behaviors, more resources to tap into. It's deepening our well of behaviors. It's not limiting it. Actually, it's expanding upon all the different behaviors and and things that we have access to. It doesn't limit us. It actually frees us. In light of that, we want to give some really practical tangible things that you can be doing right now to help you grow through those behavioral things, but also growing on a spiritual level so that in these times of stress and crisis, we have a way to move forward and not to be stuck in that. So picture yourself in a river or in a stream and you want to get somewhere quick. The easiest way to go is downstream. You don't have to paddle or anything hard. That's what we call a downstream practice. This will be the, the things that come to you naturally. You don't have to put lots of effort into it. Kind of easy. And then we've got these upstream practices. And imagine swimming upstream. You can do it, but it's going to be harder. It's going to be more challenging to to reach the goal that you're aiming at. But these upstream practices are often really, really needed. They're just not what we would naturally go to. So if you can put in the hard work of this spiritual growth, upstream stuff, really, really important to focus on. So for each of the types that we're talking through, we're going to give you the downstream practices and the upstream practices to help you deal with this particular situation. talk about type sevens now so this is the last one in the head center and so sevens also struggle with fear but sevens are motivated by being happy by being fully satisfied by not missing out on anything by being content they really want to find the fullness of life and that's their motivation so in a time of crisis and particularly the crisis that we're in now there's a lot of restrictions around finding those things that they're motivated by so sevens are probably really struggling right now with this loss of freedom they're kind of trapped literally in their house for some people but this fear of missing out and they can see that maybe there's some less restrictions in other states or other places and the things that they had been able to do even two or three months ago they're not able to and they're like oh man i'm wasting my life and so you can as a seven be caught up in this dreaming of what could be happening and i'm unable to do it and mm. in this crisis it's it's pretty tough for sevens mm. what other what other things being married to a seven and again we're not just highlighting those specific people but in general what what uh some things that sevens struggle with yeah my husband is a type seven but also i have a lot of family members who are sevens i've mentioned this before i'm coaching a couple of sevens i have a couple of close friends who are seven so yeah i'm surrounded by sevens but i'm seeing that that definitely that feeling trapped and kind of it can come in waves for them which has been super tough. I've seen some of my seven friends really struggle. For my husband, he's actually found it quite freeing. He's really enjoyed this time of being more present, which has been super good for him. He's probably leaning into his healthy type five. This is giving him that space to be alone in his thoughts, to process, to be still, to be more contemplative, 
to look at what's going on and to sit in a space of process, which is a super great place for him to be in. For some others, they're struggling. They're feeling like, I'm feeling trapped. My kids are at home all the time. They're not normally. I can't go out. I can't visit friends. You know, sevens are generally super social. For them not to be able to do that, they can feel very constricted in their Mm -hmm. capacity to be themselves and to find that fun and the things that they enjoy doing. I have actually noticed like some of my type seven friends, when we first started in this lockdown, they were like, they they were the first people to have that background you know on the zoom like they'd have that <laughs> the virtual image yeah yeah <laughs> the virtual, virtual yep. background and I was like what's that and then you know they were the first ones on on the um, house party app or the Netflix party yeah. uh the games you know I, I noticed some creative ways sevens were responding was getting dressed up mm-hmm. you know having dress up days of the week mm-hmm. so that'd be like Wednesday's dress up day or theme nights of dinners, taco Tuesdays or whatever, just so it keeps things interesting for them. Yes. It keeps them feeling like every day is new right. or there's something new to yeah. and fun to do. And that, that can be healthy. It can also probably go in the other direction where you're trying to escape your current reality. And so you're tempted to mentally check out because you want to be elsewhere or you, you can have temptations to overindulge in certain things. Mm-hmm. And it's a coping mechanism, particularly unhealthy things. So in a in crisis sevens should just be aware of some of that because this will have a lot to do with the time period right so for some sevens dealing with this short term they just turn it into something fun and everyone enjoys it mm. but when it gets dragged out to three four months that is really hard because mm. a seven will feel like they're literally stuck their feet are stuck in this place they can't move mm. and that's when anxiety can kick in and so in this time you could feel trapped you as a type seven you could feel like you're stuck Let's talk about some of the arrows, how sevens can pull behaviors from other places. So sevens can pull from a one in stress and they can pull from a five in health. Mm. Let's unpack that a little bit. And as you mentioned, Seth, earlier about, you know, type fours and fives accessing the spaces, you know, only in the body and the, the head or the heart and the body. For a type seven, them and type two, I believe, are the only two types on the Enneagram that don't have any wings or arrows outside of they don't have access to the whole three Mm. so that's just interesting to note in times of stress right so they can only pull from two intelligence centers one being their intelligence center yes and another one yes and so they're missing out on that third yes yep so yeah that's interesting to note and how that plays out in times of stress but for a type seven them accessing some of the type one behaviors of that desire to fix others Mm. they're seeing more of those problems are assaulting them you know that that would assault a one Mm. that sort of can happen to a type seven and sometimes it plays out with people more than um information or planning or whatever sometimes it is planning but yeah some you might see them trying to fix things and they might have this overdrive of organizing or planning that you know they love planning anyway planning for fun and planning for to not be limited Uh, in their options, but that that might go into overdrive. <laughs> extreme planning, extreme organizing. Right. And with that would also come the unhealthy parts of a one is the self-critiquing side where it's very heavily on mm. how how wrong or how bad or how not good I am being right now. And sevens can take that, mm. which will make a seven mm. feel very different because sevens don't like pain. They don't like to reflect on some of that. Yes. And so if you're a seven feeling some of that, remember th- this is a behavior that you're borrowing and, and you're probably in stress if you're feeling 
super self-critical mm. and unable to compromise on things that in the past you'd probably be like, yeah, that's fine. We'll just roll with that. Yeah. You might feel this very black and white feeling of this is right. That's wrong. I can't do this. Yeah. Uh, if I do that, it's I'm a terrible person. And mm. yeah, so that's some of the stress points. And if you are noticing those stress points, it might be a great time for you. If things have slowed down in your life, I know that it hasn't slowed down for everybody, but if you have a little bit more margin, it'd be healthy for you to, actually ask that question of like, is there some intentionality I can put in my life that wasn't there before? Is there a a space where I can add a little bit more order? Because now that you might be seeing the holes or the things that need a bit more order or a bit more intentionality, now you can kind of implement some steps towards creating that intentionality or creating that order. So now is the time to make most of this time to do that. And that might be a really healthy first step in this crisis for a type seven. But what other type five behaviors have you seen type sevens do, Seth, during this time? Yeah, one of the really healthy thing is sevens can use this time to actually create a space to be alone with their thoughts, to actually process things and reflect Mm -hmm. on things and practice being still, which is obviously fives can do that really well. And Mm -hmm. sevens can pull in on that, even though if it's not their their first go-to That's a really healthy thing for a seven to do. So to be able to sort of look at data a little bit more, take a slower time to make a decision, these sort of things are really healthy. And what comes with that, being able to sort of slow down the pace and and to be able to think of these stuff is to be able to say no Mm -hmm. and not fear like you're going to miss out, to know when to say no Mm. and to be able to pause in that and be like, yeah, that would be fun but I'm, I'm all right to put up this boundary. Mm. That's a really healthy thing that you can, that sevens can take from the fives. A type seven, they also can bring so many gifts in times of crisis. You know, they, their joy, their optimism, their different perspective to help people see the good that could come out of this is such a healthy thing that a type seven can bring and that they can bring a levity to a situation when they've chosen to, to stay present to it. So if they've They've stayed present long enough, you know, in this pain, in this crisis, in people's harder emotions, sat with people, listened. When they bring that levity, that humor or that enthusiasm, it can really uplift people and bring them into a a healthier space. Now, some of the downstream practices for a type seven, generally, one of them would be celebration. You know, sevens are great at celebrating. <laughs> they love celebrating. Right. That comes really natural. They, they can't uh-huh. help but celebrate. And they feel yeah. uh, alive through engaging through a variety of experiences, feasting, laughing, listening to music, watching movies, deep conversations. They should look to enter into these practices with a conscious awareness of God's love. Mm. And remember that true and lasting joy doesn't depend on their circumstances, but on the person of Jesus and the work that he has done. So celebrating is awesome and celebrating in all types of ways is is really healthy for a type seven. And you sevens out there probably don't have to be told to keep doing that. This will be something that you're like, oh, good. Yep. I'm already doing that. It's a great thing to do that, though, like Serena said, with an intentional focus on God is a great practice to have. Something that would be an upstream practice that might be a little bit harder or put more effort into is actually the the spiritual practice of fasting. And this can be fasting from anything. Mm. This could be social media. This could be fasting from food. This could be fasting from experiences, traveling, whatever it might be. 
but it's just this idea of awakening that true hunger that you have as a seven for the presence of God, being able to set something aside that you really want to do. You probably feel like you're going to miss out if you don't do it and be able to use this as a time of celebrating who God is and finding joy and fullness in him. That is a great practice Mm -hmm. that might actually, it might be hard, but it's definitely worth thinking through what you what you can be fasting in this time So there you have it. This is part of our mini series on how different types in the Enneagram deal with crisis. I hope you found something in here that was helpful tool that you can be implementing straight away as far as spiritual growth is concerned, something tangible that you can be doing uh, these practices. In season two, we're going to be talking a lot more about levels of health, spiritual formation and spiritual practices. This is just a little bite-sized taster of what's to come because we feel like it's really important, especially in this particular time of crisis, for us to be talking this stuff through and hopefully helping each other out in that. Now you've heard me mention that I'm a coach and we feature coaching tips regularly as part of the Nine Designs social media and podcast content. We really feel that coaching is a key tool that empowers you to grow through self-understanding and equips you to move beyond your current personal limitations. For many going from listening to a podcast, stepping into coaching can feel like a big leap. So if it's something you might be interested in, but you have questions about, I'm offering a complimentary discovery call for our listeners. A discovery call is a 30-minute video call with me to talk about what coaching would look like for you and what your particular coaching needs are. You can contact me through the contact form on our website at www.thenindesign.com or by sending me an email. My email address will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening. And if you found this mini series helpful, we would love you to subscribe and share with your friends and follow us on social media. Leave us a review as it helps more people find us. And remember, you were designed to reflect the original.